All right, Andy, what do we think so far of what the rest of the AFC East has done and what moves in the NFL thus far have caught your eye, attention, affection, or ire in the rest of the NFL as free agency with its legal tampering period has kicked off in 2023? Well, it's not surprising given that they had the best assets to work with, but um, the Chicago Bears have been aggressive. They're building around Justin Fields and not just the big deal for the number one overall pick with the Panthers, which is a big deal, not just because of the trade, but you acquired a number one receiver in DJ Moore as part of that deal. Then you go out and get Tremaine Edmonds, who we've talked a lot about because he still has massive upside. So for a team that had to move on from Roquan Smith because of contract, they come swing back around and get an athletic playmaking linebacker for their defense. So the team with the most cap space and the best draft pick assets to work with, not surprisingly, is winning the offseason so far. Um, what that means in terms of turnaround, we do need to remember they're they won three games a year ago. There's a reason they're picking at the top of the draft. They uh -huh. have a lot of work to be done. But if you're a Bears fan, it's uh -huh. the opposite of the Patriots right now. Like, you're excited. I don't know what it'll lead to, but you're excited. Oh, they, and I know, again, we have to go back to everything has to always come with some sort of, like, barbed wire-laden, angry Northeasterner disclaimer the offseason isn't one see we all we all said the Patriots won the offseason two years ago and they're on the way back to the Super Bowl because it suited our narrative and needs yep and then they didn't they went Broad. to the playoffs and they got their doors blown off two years later the Bears are doing what the Patriots did and then some and if we say like oh the Bears are crushing it it's like oh they only won three games last year Fields is a bum whatever guess what right now the Chicago Bears are crushing free agency and their offseason that they acquired all those picks to move back from one to nine. They'll probably still get something resembling the player they wanted. They got a top tier, top 15 wide receiver in DJ Moore, who I love and I think is going to be great the same way Steph Diggs potentially was for Josh Allen. He may just be for Justin Fields as well. All these extra picks, and on day one, with all that money they had, they rebuilt their linebacking core. And they got the one of the free agents you and I would have lusted after, that we did lust after and thought would have been a of Phenomenal fit in Foxborough in Tremaine Edmonds. So the Bears are winning free agency in the offseason right now. I think it's just a simple statement of fact. And then there's teams like that are in the Patriots mode, but in a different mode where they're losing some guys or maybe not. The, the Bills, you mm -hmm. lose a major linebacker. I know you redid Milano and kept him, but your safety and linebacker position on a defense that was questionable at best last year they didn't live up to their numbers they struggled you know to live up to sort of their reputation mm -hmm. is taking a hit the Cincinnati Bengals are losing both of their safeties and you know yeah. touch on the Jesse Bates thing it never made any sense to me I know Mike Reese was big on it like that would be it I just didn't see how given the the money the budget the Patriots had to work with and the other needs they have how giving Bates a bag and he got a bag I think he's the, now the fourth highest paid safety in the history of football Good young player. I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying he couldn't have helped the back end of the defense, but it just didn't align with the Patriots right now in terms of finances mm -hmm. and needs, in my opinion. Um, but he he's gone. The Bengals lose uh, Bell. The other state, like, there's a lot of maneuverings. I like the Chiefs. We touched on it on the first segment. You're yeah. gonna lose your tackle. You need to protect your asset. Your asset is Patrick Mahomes. It all starts mm -hmm. with Mahomes. You can't have another debacle like the Super Bowl a couple years ago where he's running for his life. They went out and aggressively signed another tackle just to say, mm -hmm. okay, we're still doing business. We're still competing. We're still in the mm -hmm. game. I like that move for them. They have a great center already. They got a great guard in Joe Tooney. They go get a top-tier tackle. 
Uh, not a great run blocker, but an excellent pass protector, which is good. Yeah, they have wide receiver issues because they may lose Juju and Mecole Hardman's a free agent, but they've got young guys like Sky Moore and Justin Watson who came through last year for them as well. And uh, the last thing I'm ever going to do is wonder if the Chiefs are going to be good again. I will ne- As long as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes or any combination therein is together in the land of big beef and ribs, I am not in any way, shape, or form going to question them. Um, there were a lot of a lot of signings that I love day one. Yeah, Bates too expensive, Bell too expensive. The Bengals are getting picked apart, as are the Eagles so far as well. They're going to lose Chauncey Gardner Johnson as well, probably today or tomorrow. So this is what happens. A lot of times, it's either the Super Bowl champions or the runners up who like get there and they're like, "We built the roster just for this, and we came so close." Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. They end up getting a lot of their talent vultured as well. So. Here's something that people forget as well. I'd like to bring this up when it's like, ah, oh, the Patriots missed out on Bates. Oh, they missed out on Bell. Oh, they missed out on this guy or that guy. Like, well, we don't have to worry about insert name of team here. Like the Falcons signing another safety. So the Pats can go get the next guy they want. Yeah. But here's the thing. If the Patriots don't get the guy they want in free agency, Andy, you can now add the Bengals to the mix of people that are going to be trying to draft a safety that you may have a target on, or that they may be thinking of as well. So needs, these are all like, these needs and wants and desires and free agency in the draft are just like shifted around all over the place. Like it's just a Tetris board where pieces are constantly being moved to fit the narrative um, and the upcoming season. So it's not like the Pats are lucking into any sort of situation right here. Now you can add the Bengals and you can add the Eagles to teams looking for cornerback and safety values, which you're already on the lookout for. Yeah, and that's why it's a weird, and I've even seen people propose on Twitter fans like, hey, how come the draft couldn't come first and then free agency after so you can see if you fill a need with a young, cost-effective player before you, well, I'm guessing the players would never allow that in the CBA negotiations because you are now potentially devaluing veterans and and cutting into the amount that teams would invest because they can get some cost certainty in the draft. These are their paydays. This is what they live their entire life and career for. So I don't think they would ever do it. If I were an NFL team, would I want it? Yeah, probably. If you can tell Mm -hmm. me who I draft first, then I can fill the rest of my roster in with free agency and know how much I need to invest or over invest in a certain position. That'd Mm -hmm. be, that'd be great, but it's never going to happen. But these are a two part process like free agency, and, and Bill even says more than that. Bill will always tell you, like, then there's later in the summer, there's still those free agents, and there's pre-training camp and cuts and negotiations and different things. But the pillars of the offseason, free agency, and then the draft, and they do work totally in concert. If you if you don't get a tackle, I'm pretty sure you have to draft a tackle pretty high. Like, it'll, people will say, no, Bill doesn't draft for needs. If they do not sign a veteran tackle, they will be drafting a tackle in the first two rounds. I, I'd almost virtually guarantee it because the, the need will be that high. So they are married together. I did want to bring up as we talk about what other teams are doing and the moves and who you like, who you don't like. Mm-hmm. There was a tweet from Bryant McFadden, former Pittsburgh Steelers defensive back. He's now a CBS analyst because all ex-players are analysts on some level, somewhere, some network, some website now. And he said, basically, if the Dolphins get Jalen Ramsey and they are, they're trading for Jalen Ramsey and the Jets get Aaron Rodgers. The window for the Bills could be closing. I paraphrase uh, gently. But um, the key for me isn't that, because I actually kind of agree with him. Mm-hmm. The Bills window, like now the Allen contract kicks in. Now you're losing players that were part of your core. Like it's getting tougher and tougher for the Bills to win that title they haven't won. 
But the more alarming thing from our perspective here on Six Rings and Football Things, a Patriot-centric podcast, is the Patriots aren't mentioned in the conversation of the AFC East by a former player and NFL analyst. Not even... I mean, you even get the aren't aren't tweets expanded now? Can't you use more characters or whatever? Yeah, like you can that? write. You can Warren. Sh- I've seen people like writing five thousand word yeah. tweet these magnum opuses and these you know absolute yep. iliads on Twitter these days. So it's not like Bryant McFadden was like, "Damn it, I want I wanted to include the Patriots in there, but I just couldn't." I just quite. didn't have character limit, guys. Sorry, character limit. You know, I could, I, not. And, and no one likes one of those thread like little school right. emoji or like right. I don't nope. feel like clicking through that. No, nope. that, that's not why he didn't do it. He didn't do uh-uh. it. Because you're not relevant to the conversation he was having about the best teams in the AFC East. Because those teams are either already stacked, already have some of their talent. You know, Tyreek Hill came last year, Jalen Waddle, like, or they're adding with big moves, and you are re-signing a 31-year-old slot corner who's a nice story and versatile and loyal, and you guys like mm-hmm. each other. He played 18 snaps at safety in Super Bowl 53. If I have to use that stat one more time to comfort myself on the way to fourth place in the AFC, I know, honestly. Um, Day one came with a lot of other signings that I liked as well, Andy, like David Long, linebacker from Tennessee. Anybody that plays on a Mike Vrabel defense and goes on a a veritable discount deal somewhere else and all your experts and analysts and your Warren Sharps praise the deal, that's one that always hits me right in the – in the Pats parts, how come Belichick wasn't in on this guy? He didn't like him. Two-year deal, $11 million. Uh, and he goes to Miami. Again, a team that is improving drastically. They trade for Ramsey. They pick up David Long as well. They pick up Mike White to be a backup. So th- there's your Tua insurance. We know last year that Mike White played at a very competent, if not at times, reasonably high level for the Jets as a backup to the you know, uh, Zach Wilson debacle. Good pickup for them as well. So that means that they know that this is their chance to make a surge. Like the Dolphins going for it. The Bills losing guys, but they also restructure Von Miller and Josh Allen, pay them a bunch of money up front, create $32 million in cap space now to either hold on to Poyer, bring in Tremaine Edmonds' uh, replacement. Who knows who they could be going out to get. Yes, they'll have cap issues down the road, but we're just talking about the here and the now. Everyone else is going for it, and the Patriots are just kind of, you know, Doing the Patriot thing as well. What um, was that gestures you just did? Do uh, uh, you think that's circling the drain? I, I, I'm just was, asking you what I you was, intended. I hold holding pattern. Oh, okay. just a just a lo, just a lower altitude holding pattern. You right know what now. happens sometimes when you uh, do a holding pattern? You start to run out of gas, and people start to freak <laughs> out, and you could crash. Uh, you had Bobby Okereke going to the Giants, I believe, as well. Jermaine Pratt stays with the Bengals. Uh, a lot of talent went out the first day. Some of it went for a high price. A lot of it didn't. Defensive tackles like Hargrave getting four and 84 for the Niners. Didn't the Niners already have the best defensive line in football, and now they added the best defensive tackle? Yeah, you win in the trenches. Football's played in the trenches. Again. You know? you, uh, Ed Orgeron agrees with that signing. All right, no, I don't know why he would care, but he does. Go, go Niners. I, I don't know why. Suddenly, Ed Orgeron is our new guest but analyst. too. <laughs> um a tweet came out a few minutes ago uh, from Shefty. Uh, Jets are actively working to reach an agreement with Packers free agent Alan Lazard. How about that? Gee whiz, I wonder why Alan Lazard would want to suddenly go play for the Jets. It's so weird. So they have a former Packers receiver. They have the former Packers offensive coordinator in New York. It's almost mm-hmm. like they could be getting the former Packers quarterback. It's weird. Uh for everyone out there who wants to say, 
Rogers is washed. He's no good anymore. He's a bum. Go back to the darkness. What would you like to offer? Um, you have the right to that opinion, and it's mm -hmm. certainly a possibility. As mm -hmm. I said earlier, Russell Wilson blew up in the Broncos' face last year. It did not work. No one liked him. He's fighting on the sideline. They couldn't mm -hmm. win. Coach got canned. The whole damn thing. Now, I would say Aaron Rodgers, to me, can still play. Um, there were some throws last year that I do think were affected by the injury in the thumb. So don't mm -hmm. just assume he's going to be hurt next year. It's not like he had a uh, tendonitis in his throwing shoulder. No, no, no. The thumb will be healed. Does he have? And, now, does he have COVID? Was it COVID finger, or was it he, he had COVID the year before? Is this right. a, You know what yeah. he has now? Something to prove, and he is the biggest baby on the planet with something to prove that makes him so freaking dangerous. That if you make me bet, is Rogers going to be good or bad? Is he going to exceed or fall short? Give me exceed because I think those competitors he's a baby it won't last long mm -hmm. he loves the attention he's a drama queen whatever you want to label him mm -hmm. he also loves to prove people wrong loves the spotlight and i think he's going to put on a show I, I i honestly think if his hand is healthy he's going to be extra motivated i mean the money's going to be guaranteed he'll get 50 million for each maybe there could be some restructuring and contract finagling to make things work with the jets uh, and they may have to lose a player or two. I think they'll survive if they have to cut Corey Davis and CJ Mosley. There's enough talent on both sides of the ball for the Jets. They're kind of in win now mode. And they yeah. and and the guy they wanted to build up around, Zach Wilson, that's usually the plan. Get the five-year rookie deal, build up around your guy, and win now when he's on that first five-year deal. Well, he stinks. He sucks. He's a bum. And he's not he's not ready. He is not ready for prime time. So they're going out to get a veteran to play at extreme at an extremely high level, hopefully to go try and win now. Good for them. That's exactly the way it should be. Oh, my God. The AFC East is going to be flipping loaded this year. Is there anybody the Patriots could go get or any combination of guys the Pats could get that would make a difference and that would help them stay? Like, we've heard nothing about DeAndre Hopkins. We've heard nothing about any wide receiver trades. Is there anyone the Pats could go get that would make a difference? Yeah. It's just five letters. It's not that hard. B R O W N. No. Brown? Oh, no. <laughs> what? L A M A R. La to the Mar. And you know what the Mar is? The Mar is the ocean. Massachusetts is near the ocean. So La Mar was meant to play in Massachusetts near the ocean. I think it's, I think, isn't it Mayor? What? No, it's Mar. No, okay, it's yeah, Mar. you're right. So I'm yeah. right. No, if Lamar is out there, we're talking collusion. Maybe the Patriots are hiding in the weeds of Lamar. Yep. Can we dream? Uh no, you're not allowed to. That's not. We don't do dreams on this podcast. We only stay. We only stay grounded firmly in the reality of our here and our now, and it is super depressing. And, and that's, that's the only it, answer. That's yeah. the only. And in my opinion, that's the only nope. answer. I know. I tried to, you know, beat the T Higgins drum. Uh, earlier in the fall before everybody else started to talk T Higgins, that ain't happening. Things. but I mean, Lamar would be the answer. Otherwise you better nail the hell out of this draft. It's starting to feel like you're putting a lot of pressure on the draft process to have a very significant, impactful draft. Could they get D hop or whatever, like a veteran mid round trade pick thing? Mm -hmm. Sure. But it's looking like you're going to slide a tackle it's a lot like last year. You're probably going to slide a tackle, mm -hmm. a cornerback, and maybe a wide receiver in the first three or four rounds into significant roles on your roster this year once again. And uh, a couple last little nuggets, and then we'll get to our last little segment here. 
Uh, yeah, man, my God, the, the 49ers. Good Lord. That's going to be potentially the greatest defensive line in NFL history this year. Our old pal Stiddy goes for two and 10 to back up dangerous a, a mile high. Sean Payton specifically targeting his guy. Word is that dangerous is going to be on a pretty short leash this season. So watch out, but we'll see if any of those wide receivers, like I'll take Jerry Judy, Judy in a freaking heartbeat. If they're like, yeah, we, we got Tim Patrick. He's back off the ACL. We still like Hamler. It's Sutton or Judy. If, if, if he caught as he's a fob, if he called the bell check and said, I'll take this year's two and next year's four. Okay. Do you want me to drive out there and get him? Or you want me to send Fitzy and Hart both? They can do a mobile six rings pod. They'll go get him. We're Pick, driving yeah. to Denver. That's a yeah. long drive. Yeah, probably maybe a TF Green or maybe I've, hell, I'll pay. I'll pay for the private plane to go at Hanscom. I don't care. Okay, I'll uh, do that. I, that would be. A, I'll pick him up. Whatever he needs. That would be a huge deal for them. Um, I would take any of their receivers. Any. You know, like, I'd even you take Tim Patrick. Out, you need to fill out your depth chart. I thought mm-hmm. Hamler coming out was a Patriot type receiver. Um, Judy, obviously the, the Alabama system, there's a connection there. Sutton, mm-hmm. I still think has really upside potential. Now, marrying him with Mac, we don't know if you would reach that potential necessarily. There's a lot of questions about the rest of the offense and how it's coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you you need to fill out a wide receiver depth chart. You said earlier, maybe the Patriots prioritize and like their talent more than mm-hmm. the outside world is viewing it. Yeah. I think that's a dangerous game to play. I, I don't like, for example, Bill Belichick liked the idea of Matt Patricia and Joe Judge coaching more than the entire outside world did. Who was right, Bill Belichick or the outside world? I thought we had had agreed before the podcast there was a clear no Patricia policy on this podcast. Or at least for the next month, there was a moratorium on bringing up Matty P's name. One last Um, question for you before we bump out into a uh, rules changes segment of the Six Rings pod. Jimmy Garoppolo. I was just going to say, am I allowed to am I allowed to praise Jimmy Garoppolo for getting thirty four million dollars tax free to be that handsome in Las Vegas? That son of a bitch. What a life he's going to have. And, you know, it was funny. I was driving with my son and he's like that signing happens. And then he's reading through like social media. He's like, why are people so down or why are people so um, brutal or something with Jimmy Garoppolo? And I was like, well. Some of it is is an expatriate and fraud patriot fans turn on people when they turn their jersey in and leave the team. I said some of it's the injuries. It's just he's become, for whatever reason, a whipping boy in a lot of circles. Um, he's a good quarterback. And, you know, I, I found it interesting. There was a phrase being put out there by Ross Tucker and others that the Raiders feel he's a better culture fit than Carr. I don't know what that means. I don't know exactly. Carr is supposed to be a pretty high character guy. He is, but I would argue is maybe, and Garoppolo has questions to some degree in terms of his toughness and the way he left New England and wouldn't play. Remember, he was hurt, and they thought it was. Yeah, I believe me, and Martellus Bennett called him something that rhymes with a snitch. Yeah, that that whole thing. So I found that interesting, but I would just say he's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much an upgrade he is over Carr. I do think he's an upgrade. Because I'll let you know when Derek Carr gets to a Super Bowl. Never has, never will. I'll let you know when Derek Carr wins a playoff game, Andy. Right. And, but there's going to be still questions. The relationship with McDaniels, obviously there's a comfort there with the Patriot playbook, the Patriot way, whatever you want to call it with McDaniels. They've Do got I think weapons the, o'plenty. Weapons ab- o'plenty. Absolutely. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo is. He's always been a guy that can know his role, shut his hole, and, and just sort of be that guy. You're not going to win the game because of him. But can he get the ball to Devontae Adams? Can he get it to Darren Waller? Can he utilize? Yes, he's proven he can do that over the course of his NFL career, assuming he doesn't get hurt, because that's a legitimate question. Mm-hmm. He's always hurt. 
He is but fragile, yes. I, I like it for the Raiders for whatever reason. The culture needed to be changed from Carr to um to to Garoppolo. The one thing I would say there is I'd be careful with that phrase because Carr's buddy is still your most important offensive player, Devontae Adams. I'm not sure mm-hmm. you need to be smearing him by saying we needed a culture change from Carr because that could tick off his best buddy right over there on that locker. And if his right. best buddy decides he wants out, well, you're porked. Exactly. And then he could be like, well, you know, actually, my friends down in New Orleans, I hear it's beautiful. I, I've always wanted to go to Mardi Gras, even though Devonta Adams had right. that m- mega mansion out in Vegas. Uh, the last one I'll mention, too, I I would have liked somebody like, you know, I liked Cam Sutton. Uh, he goes to he leaves three for 33 to the Vikings. Smart, sneaky value ad right there. Underrated corner. Even a guy like Patrick Peterson, who now replaces him in Pittsburgh. Would you or would you not have been in on like a you know, two year, $15 million deal for a veteran cornerback to add in while you draft somebody, add him into the mix with Jonathan Jones, allows Mills to shift completely to free safety. Like just would have been a, I, I just think it would have been a fundamentally sound ad, either one of those guys for the Patriots secondary. And then you would have been able to focus more on weapons and offensive line in the rest of free agency in the draft. Yeah. In terms of leadership, veteran stability, if you're going to go young in the back end, I guess I was never as big on the Peterson thing. I think he's kind of, uh, you know, coming up to the uh, 19th hole, so to speak, on his NFL career. But sure, I, I would take anything at this point. I would take adding talent to the roster, regardless of whether that talent is questionable, because right now they're just standing pat and you can't spell pathetic without pat. And that'll be a title of a column coming soon from Andy Hart at WEI. Whoa, don't give away the uh, it's a T. Don't give away the gold. All right. That wraps up this segment as well. One more to go here. Thanks for listening, subscribing, sharing, rating, reviewing, arguing with us, yelling at us, hating, loving, trolling, rolling, whatever it is. We appreciate having you here in the Six Rings and Football Things community.